Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. At just 18 years of age, Emma Isaacs began her own business, Business Chicks, one that is now one of Australia's largest and most influential communities for women. She's raised over $10 million for charity. She also has five children, all under nine years old. And on top of all of this, she has somehow found time to pen a book. It's called Winging It. It's full of insights and advice for women looking to re-enter the workforce after having children or who may possibly want to start what Emma calls a side hustle. Emma, how are you? Welcome to Kindling. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I have to start at the obvious place for me anyway. Five children under nine. (laughs) What on earth does a day in the life of the Isaacs family look like? (laughs) I mean, it's a beautiful chaos, of course. Um, You know, it's cliche, but no two days are the same. Um, I don't know. Five, five for us is a beautiful number. The two big ones go off together. The two middle ones go off together. And I kind of feel sometimes like I'm a parent of an only child with a little bubba. But look, it's it's great. My husband and I always set out to have five kids, and it's absolutely fraught with challenge and negotiation. But we love it. I, I don't know. I love family life. I love parenting. And I learn a lot from it. And I just try and do it with a smile on my face and do my best always. But, yeah, it's... And the age difference, eldest is nine, youngest is 11 months. Yeah. You must learn so much from that. Yeah, yeah. different, such different ages, different things they're going through. And probably, I imagine, they're all very different children. Yeah, absolutely. They're all different little personalities and styles and need different things, different love languages. And, yes, I always find myself thinking, how do I need to be with this one and... like all of us parents do, but um, it's it's beautiful. I mean, I've seen the older two who are nine and seven really become little mummies to the bubba, and it's it's beautiful. It's definitely teamwork. At oh, its I best. love that idea. Yeah. Do you have like a, a movie night or anything, any kind of yeah. ritual thing that you love to do? That's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, we ten. live in LA, so we do love going out. I mean, we're lucky we've got all the beautiful beaches there, so we we take our bikes and you know we're like two parents with our little ducks behind us, some on scooters, <laughs> some, you know, in the little thing behind my hubby's bike. And yeah, so we do that, but we definitely have, um, I'm really strict on no screen time throughout the week. So come Friday night, there's definitely a movie on in someone's bed. Um, but yeah, and we, we're big on Friday night dinner as a family together. Um, but for me, I mean, it's really about how can I get one-on-one time with them as much as possible. So I'm always kind of stealing one and running out the door and jumping in the car and, you know, taking them to do something uh, one-on-one. I love that idea because that, that is my challenge and I've only got two. Yeah, it's a challenge for any parent. You know, it doesn't matter what the number of children, but I think it, it really helps fill their little emotional cups when you can do that. And, you know, sometimes I take them to hotels for the night. Sometimes I just take them out for a baby chino. You know, it doesn't need not be kind of a whole weekend on their own, but I just really know when I look around the room, I think, oh, that one really needs me for a couple of hours and I really try and, yeah, we put the effort in. Now, this is um, all the while you have your own business and you're writing books and that sort of stuff's going on. How do you manage that? I think, I mean, we'll get into some of the stuff that you've got in your book, but I imagine that's one thing that parents often think and mothers in particular when they're returning to work or they're thinking of starting something that they know will take their attention away from their children. It's like, 
how do I make sure that their emotional cup, as you put it, is still full? Mm. Well, I mean, I I subscribe to a way of parenting that says that we should be a lot easier on ourselves. I see a lot of people, a lot of our members, a lot of my friends, a lot of my girlfriends and and men suffer from this as well, but being way too hard on themselves when it comes to their parenting. So, I, you know, we, we are a very chaotic household, but we're also a very, very calm household. We There's very little stressing that goes on, you know, if the kids aren't wearing matching clothes. I don't care. I just don't care about that stuff. You know, it's not meant to be this. I don't strive for this kind of perfect family. You know, I think I said this in an interview the other day. It's like, I'll often go for three days without brushing the girl's hair. And like, that's not a big deal. You know, if it means that I got stories with them last night and or had that one-on-one time, then I, I'm not striving to be this perfectly all-rounded image of what a parent is. And I think we can sometimes run a script in our heads that says if we're working we're not being a good parent and because I was an entrepreneur from such a young age I had my first company when I was 18 as you said in your intro um, my first identity is about being a business person and I had to learn how to be a parent but I think I had a lot of cues from my business life you know in, in terms of how to manage time in terms of how to get things done as productively as possible and I've taken a lot of those lessons and brought them into my family life and so some of the lessons I learned was not to, yes, yeah, strive for this absolute perfection in my companies and, and that sometimes we need to be kinder to ourselves and say, hey, I did my best today and it's not always going to be perfect. But there's no construct of what a perfect mother is, you know, what a, what a perfect parent is. And for me, I think it's always been important to be a role model for my children. And so if I can, if they can see me getting up to some things in the world, then that can often equal as much as what I could achieve in the home and that's not to put any judgment on anyone at all because I really truly believe that everyone's parenting journey is different you know my mum was a stay-at-home mum and I'll forever be grateful that I could learn and you know I learned to read and write before I went to school and that set me up beautifully Um, and mum returned to work much later in our lives but you know for me I I just don't do the guilt thing you know I, I really try and reattached to why I'm doing what I do in my working life and know that that's going to give benefit to my kids in a lot of different ways. So yeah, I just don't I don't, don't do that guilt thing. I try. Do you think that is the biggest obstacle for the parents in your community when it comes to going back to work after kids? Definitely. There's a story that we all run that if we work, we're a bad parent. And I, I've seen many different um, ways that's played out. You know, in my business, we have a workforce of about 40 people, majority of them are women. And it's been beautiful to see some of particularly the younger parents. You know, I've known them for eight years, you know, f- between four and eight years working with me. And then, you know, they go off and be a parent. And I've watched how they've re-entered back into our workforce. And I'm just so proud of what they do. And, I mean, I'm sure you talk about this all the time, but mothers are just... Very productive. productive. (laughs) They're never around the water cooler having a chat. You know, they're never sort of, you know, languishing in the kitchen. (laughs) Like they're there to do a job. And yeah, I mean, I wish I could fill our whole workforce with with people like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, What are some of the strategies for setting professional goals and targets um, while still being aware of your limits emotionally? Because yeah. I, I definitely find that challenging because I I have a tendency to please or try to please and say yes to everything, also for the opportunity and because I love my work. Yeah. But it's sometimes saying yes to one thing or setting my sights on another, something even further on. 
has a flow-on effect to my family life that isn't always positive. I mean, how do you balance those things? Mm. I don't know. I've never really thought about it like that. And I think that that might be a, um, if I can say, it might be a little bit of a self-limiting belief because, again, it's saying that it's black and white. I can't 100% go for what I want in my career without having a detriment to my family. And I don't know if there's some finessing or some massaging that can go into the thinking to say it's, you know, I've got to find a way to make that possible that that I don't see it as a detriment to my family because, you know, I I set my professional goals very, very, very high. You know, I often say that every time I have a baby, I actually would get this surge of ambition. I want want to do more. (laughs) I think it's actually a protective thing as a mother. Mm. It's like, and I know it sounds a little bit um, counterintuitive or it's a bit of a juxtaposition, but every time I have a baby, I think I I want more for this child. I, I want to protect and I want to give them a full life. And so that how that manifests for me is being more ambitious. And it, yeah, it might not like that for everyone. I'm not saying that's the case at all. But um, I don't know. I mean, I set myself very, very lofty and ambitious goals. And then I just, I, I do work with my family to try and make that a group effort. You know, it's not as if I'm this island that exists that I, you know, I go to an office and I'm by myself, you know. I mean, and the writing of the book was one of those goals, you know. I wrote the book while I was pregnant with my fifth baby um, in the year that it took uh, to sign the publishing deal and get the manuscript in. I had that fifth baby. And so a lot of it was written, you know, one boob out, feeding her, <laughs> typing on the laptop <laughs> with the other. And... I'm not trying to paint this perfect picture because it wasn't like that. The kids absolutely were upset when, um, you know, I'd say I'm writing my book. They'd say, I hate that book. You know, when's it going to be When's it gonna oh, be done? Yeah. But, you know, now they walk, in, walk into a Westfield and they see it on the store at Dimmicks on the, on the shelf there and they're like, that's my mom, everyone, <laughs> you know. And so, so again, you, I, I've always tried to involve them in why I work and I try and involve them in what my goals are. And it absolutely doesn't always work, but it's – I try and see it as – one doesn't have to be diminished or one party doesn't have to lose out in order for me to achieve that goal. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm not I'm not trying to paint this utopic picture, of course. Um, there are sacrifices, you know, but if you want to be successful in your parenting or in your career, there are going to have to be sacrifices, you know, and I think it's all about how we manage it and how we position it with our families or with our colleagues. Um, but there, there is a way. We have role models to show us that there is a way. And is part of that about maybe boundary settings because when you were talking about writing a book and the kids coming up and say oh I hate that book Mm. Um, (laughs) if I could use this example this personal example um, I have been trying to meditate in the morning for at least a year and my children and my husband will always come in and interrupt and then I was like you know what I'm getting a lock on the door Uh and I said to them my daughter who's in bed with me, I'm like, tomorrow morning you are getting up at six o'clock. I'm shutting the door and no one's coming in. And I hadn't done that. You know, I kept saying, oh, they don't let me meditate. They don't let mm. me do this. But when I finally put the boundaries in place and thought it's only half an hour, like you wouldn't have been writing that book all day. No. If you, is that part of what we need to do as parents um, embracing our side hustle or going back to work is just to say it's not forever, but this mm. is this is for me. This is the time I need, and it's okay if they don't like it. Mm. But this is my boundary. Hundred percent. I mean, we all know that kids need boundaries to push, you know, up on right, and so that that will always be a really important part of of parenting. But I think also it's running. The, the monologue, you know, having a chat with yourself and saying, you know, is this actually working or is it not working? And for you, being interrupted every single morning with your meditating, it's not working. No, so, it's, so like, it's not working for us. <laughs> Mummy is cranky. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. doesn't meditate. <laughs> yeah, she needs that time. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think it is instead of, um, you know, running that kind of 
story of it's not you know it's it's they're not listening to me it's like how can I make this work what would have to change to make me be able to get the time to write the book or to make me be able to get the time to meditate and then it's again yeah involving them but boundaries are everything I mean I think I think we all know that intuitively but we let ourselves get swept up with the emotion of <gasps> being a bad mother if I'm writing a book or you know oh they need me more if I'm trying to get my meditating time in or you know I think it's everything you're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Emma Isaacs. She's the founder of Business Chicks and author of Winging It. It's a new book empowering women in business. Um, Emma, for a lot of women after maternity leave, they can find that their career goals have shifted. It's like you might have been so-so about your work, but then you're like, if I'm going to go to work and leave my family, I want to love it. What's your advice to a new mum who might be looking to change careers after kids or or they've decided they want to be an entrepreneur like yourself, they want to start their own Mm. business. There's no doubt it's a challenging time re-entering the workforce, you know, no matter who you are, whether you've been at the top of the tree and having to come back in and and, navigating all that comes with that or whether you're wanting to shift career and and change your focus. Um, I think we need to come back to being kind to ourselves again. Um, I think networking is so, so, so crucial. you know, if you are returning to the workplace that you left and you um, enjoyed some parental leave um, or you didn't enjoy it, some people, <laughs> some people don't enjoy it. But I think it's important if you're going back to the same workplace to keep your um, networks alive there. Um, I've seen a lot of people um, engage with their workforce while they're on um, matern- maternity leave or paternity leave. So keeping keeping up your relationships and networks at that workplace is really, really important. So what I mean by that is don't just disappear for the whole year, then expect to come back and have everything the same. So, you know, whether it's going to a bit of training or whether it's going to their um, social activities, just, just try and keep a level of engagement with that with that workplace if you're going back to the same one. Um, if you're looking to start a side hustle, you know, you don't need to completely, um, you know, to use a parenting pun, throw the baby out with the, ba- uh, with the bath water. You can, you know, try and do something just a few hours a week or, you know, part time whilst perhaps you're, um, you know, working on whatever your career is at the time. Um, I see a lot of people do that and it can sometimes be a mistake to completely throw in their paid work and try and focus on something else because it can be financially very, very stressful for a family Um and sometimes it's not the right time. Like if you are juggling a new baby or your family's growing, you know, that might be where you need to focus for the moment. So if dipping your toe in the water can, can be a good place to start, then I suggest doing that. Um, I think, you know, as, as much as you can widen your network and talk to people who uh, have been in similar situations, I think that's really important. Sometimes we get a bit linear and insular in who we know um, rather than opening that um you know, that those networks up and really talking to people who have done what you're trying to achieve in the past. So, so I think that's really, really important as well. Um, but again, it's it's being kind to yourself. It's checking in. Is this really working? And we talk about it in the book as well. You have to understand why you're doing it. You know, if you're doing it for work-life balance, is it going to deliver that for you? If you're doing it for financial gain, is it going to deliver that for you? If you're doing it just for stimulation, then great. But is that is it doing it for you? So I think understanding why you want to start a side hustle or a business is absolutely critical and crucial. It's a good place to start and a good place for us to end and people can go to your book and and get more information from that. Emma, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me on. That was Emma Isaacs. She's the founder of Business Chicks. Her book, Winging It, is out now at all good bookstores and you can find out more about Emma and her book by heading to the Kindling Conversation page on our website. That's kindling.com.au. (laughs) 
you've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.